welcome to the Strip Down to Love podcast video. I am your host, Jennifer. Thank you so much for being here with me and listening to the Strip Down to Love podcast video in this very moment. I appreciate it so much. As always, to start, let's take a deep breath in and out. Imagine the softest white light coming down and embracing your body. It is gentle, it is kind. You can pause here and do this practice as many times as you need to and continue when you are ready. Now that you have done this, I want you to say, I am here to just be. I am here to remember. I am relaxed. I am safe. And now I am ready to continue. I urge you to remember you are an investment. By investing and sharing with you, I invest in myself and we together give back to humanity. You deserve to remember and really enjoy life. So let's strip down to love. Today is Strip Down to Love Being of Service Edition, which I am so excited about because it incorporates a little bit of my story. And at the end, I will be ending with a special note that I, I hope will be so very, very helpful for you. Today, we will define um, what being of service means. We will talk about it why it's beneficial for you and humanity as a whole. Being of service means to assist someone, help another human being, plain and simple, nothing more, nothing less. Being of service to others raises your vibration. You are creating good karma for yourself. You are providing something for someone else, either energetically or physically. For example, in the act of kindness, we discuss how being kind to another can go a very long way. You are essentially displaying altruism. Altruism, being selfless and having concern for others you have the other person's best interests at heart. You are performing an altruistic act. When you are performing an altruistic act, I can't tell you how much you are raising your own vibration. In that moment, you are moving the stagnant energy that's around you and making room for a new, lighter energy. I do want to share <laughs> one caveat about being altruistic. Yes, by all means, help others and humanity as you see fit. But before you help others, you have to be of service to yourself as well. Being of service to yourself first, going inward, that's the main theme of this podcast video right? It's not a bad thing 
to go inward and explore your heart's desires. You will come back 10 times more willing to help others and with very sharp skill. What I want you to be able to do is to serve others with your inborn natural talents and abilities and skills that you've mastered over the years or by applying a new skill that you have just recently um, taken up. Because why? You feel empowered. This is self-made empowerment. And imagine how much more, like, you know, proud of yourself, and I will be proud of you too, that, um, that you are able to serve humanity with your inborn natural talents. That is such a beautiful starting point and pathway to, um, to your love and to further your love. If you're feeling hesitant about exploring you, it is okay to be by yourself and reflect. When you don't reflect by yourself or meditate, you are missing out on the beauty of you and the reasons why you came here to earth. Trust me, I was afraid to see my own soul's reflection because I didn't like myself. I wasn't happy and I was ultimately afraid. But the universe had other plans for me. If you didn't watch the Attitude of Gratitude episode, it talks about how isolation was a means for isolation and being isolated on an island that had only 3,200 people on it and had no big box stores or grocery stores um, that I was used to, you know? And that was a means for me to become connected with my love, with my love again. So I am here to say, connect with your love. Moving on to why being of service is beneficial for others. There are many ways you can be of service. You can be of service energetically and physically. So let's review. What it means to be energetically present. Did you know you can make someone feel safe just by the way you hold your energy? If you think about it, has anyone said or looked at you and said, I feel really comfortable with you right now and I don't really know why I'm telling you all of this information and you aren't really saying anything? It is because you are providing a blanket of love that they can just be and sit on First and foremost, be kind to your energy. It is a part of you. It is an extension of you. When you take care of your energy, you can create a bigger blanket of love. When you are being of service, you are increasing your vibration and you are also uplifting someone else. Physically being of service, being present in someone's life, showing up for them. 
Do not underestimate how instrumental your presence is in someone's life. You can be changing their life for the better when you are just there. Other examples would be giving a resource to someone um, they didn't have prior to this. Moreover, you can help them accomplish a task that at first they thought was unattainable and with your help, now they have it. They have completed their task. Overall, being of service lifts the vibration of this earth to bring in new lighter energies and replace lower level energies. So, um, yeah, so this next section is my, my story. And so I guess it's, um, story time. So I'm a little nervous about sharing this, um, part of my life. And, um, so forgive me if I am a little bit nervous <laughs> right now. All right. So... In my professional life, I am a family nurse practitioner. I believe it was in the holding space episode where I explained that I didn't know how much I loved being of service to others and helping others until I got into my profession. You know, when I started this journey of going or this thought of going to college, I knew that I wanted to help people and explore science mix the emotional aspects with the logic or quantitative logic of science and intertwine them together. That was the only thought that I thought of. Obviously, this is a very, very broad way of manifesting your dreams, right? I left it open to be changed, to be morphed, including the experiences and internships that I have participated in along the way. I guess my point is, is that things happen in divine timing. Yes, there is a timeline to things, but that's your timeline. And without participating in these specific extracurricular activities or having them presented to me, at a specific moment in time, I probably wouldn't be be here or here talking to you and explaining my story of being a family nurse practitioner. I wouldn't be able to, nor would I be able to be of service in the capacity that I currently am right now. Um, timing and divine timing sets you up for success. So if you feel like you are being, you know, kind of shifted off of your path or it's taking a little bit longer than you expected, than your human self expected, just know that this time of slowing down or in your mind, oh my, oh my goodness, this is taking so long. For me, and I, and I ex I speak from my experiences is that everything happened well. It took me a little bit longer to get into my profession because I did take the time to get a few degrees and to um, participate in extracurricular activities where I, I went on internships and I was um, part of you know laboratories that worked with um 
bacteria and um, I am so, so grateful for those experiences and being in the lab. I mean, being in the lab is just a whole <laughs> experience in of itself. Um, but yeah, so um, let me explain my role as a family nurse practitioner or the role that I, that I take on um, as a family nurse practitioner. So it is basically just to guide patients through the healthcare system and assist them in getting to where they need to be in order to heal, whether it be physically or emotionally or both. If they come in, for example, with strep throat, right? And, and it's uncomplicated. I mean, they can breathe and they don't look ill to where I need to probably advise them to go to the ER. So if it's uncomplicated, what I would do is take a throat culture, obviously look at their throat and palpate their lymph nodes and, um, you know, review vital signs and go through the whole gamut. But what I'm trying to say is that if they don't need a further workup and I can provide them with um, you know, just medication that they need to, to get better, then that's fine too. But if I have a patient where they have to be worked up and um, worked up, meaning they need imaging, labs done, and um, I need to send them to a specialist, then that is fine and well too. That's what I am there to, to do and um, to, to provide this type of service for them where they feel that they are getting that, the help that they deserve. Because being in an exam room or being a, a patient in general isn't, I feel, isn't the easiest um, to be. You know, people may be afraid of what could happen to them. And maybe because their previous experiences weren't the best and to, I want them to feel comfortable. I want my patients to feel like they are getting that the, the help that they deserve and um, to get back to their normalcy and their baseline of health. On the other hand, uh, my role as a family nurse practitioner is to provide solid foundations, foundations um, full and packed full of information and create a genuine feeling for my patients with, you know, good rapport that their healthcare provider is linked and engaged in their health. Um, so being of service to me means to problem solve in order to deliver a solution or give back a situation um, 10 times better than, than what it came to me as. Um, and that only doesn't have to, you know, um, be for healthcare. It can just be in general. So people have asked me, and um, sorry, I do live by a golf course, so you may be hearing people outside. <laughs> They're having a lot of fun because <laughs> they're golfing. <laughs> so um, you know, going back to the content, people ask me if I've seen a shift or a change in emotions being in the healthcare field, especially with COVID. Um, specifically, if people are talking about 
anxiety and depression? My simple answer is no. And I'm not answering this for anyone else um, but me and my professional role. It wasn't a secret that people have depression and anxiety. Um, and but I can say that when you talk about anger, yes, it isn't a shift and anger is always present. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie, but heightened anger is at a very heightened peak right now in um, just in general. And um, people are very quick to anger and push other people to their limits and sadly and unfortunately be very unapologetic about it uh, so with that said please be kind to one another there is nothing wrong with being kind you you can't lose anything from being kind to one another if you feel as if you are on a pathway to being angry Use the techniques discussed in defining in the defining anger episode to calm your nerves and to not allow the situation to escalate into an outcome that you don't necessarily want to happen or occur in your life. If you find yourself engaging with someone and you feel the angry energy boiling up, present information gently with compassion and kindness. People are receptive to this because these vibrations diffuse anger and are sometimes now in this day and age few and far between. People have asked me how do I express to a person that their needs are being met um, all the while still teaching them, right? So what and what I really, really try to do in my practice is I try to present information in a nice manner, in a way that I had just discussed previously. Um, and providing people with, with options to sort through in order for them to take charge of their health. Um, so this is, this is what impresses me about the people that I see um, that, and that I have met along my journey of being a health a healthcare provider and family nurse practitioner. Um, seeing people take charge of their health and well-being and they do their very best to be good to themselves and that is what impresses me when i see my patients and um you know they're so excited to share their information with me and that is what i want because i don't only want to be you know talking um talking to my patient i want them to share their their fun and their excitement about them exploring their health and um, for example, you know, if a person were to tell you and to make you feel like, like a caged animal, right? And we are in this small exam room and your healthcare provider is making you feel like a caged animal. Um, 
would you happily without all the information and telling them that you and your healthcare provider is telling you you only have one way to think about this and that's it now for me i i wouldn't appreciate you know that type of um singularity i think working on your health is um a joint a joint effort and um I don't think that people would be really receptive to um, that type of energy. So when I, I try my best to present information to people um, so that they can take charge of their health, like I had said. And if you were to take that and present information kindly with compassion to someone, um, I feel as if that they would be more receptive. So that is all part of being um, of service to others is that you, one, help them, you know, complete a task that, that they needed to um, complete and creating or helping them think about different pathways that they can be on. And one way is not the only way, you know? So people feel as if they have choices, they have options, they can, this is their life and they're taking charge of it. They are in charge of it. And, um, you know, and I, I am so proud of all of the people that I have met along my journey because um, they essentially did that. And I, I'm, I literally am not leave out, leaving out no one that I am thinking of. And I am so very proud at this moment um, of their, all of their hard work. So, um, lastly, I'm going to move on to this special note that I feel and I hope is so very helpful to you. Um, so I want to leave you with this today. You can only be of service in your best form and entirety when you create boundaries with yourself. I don't necessarily like to look at it as boundaries against other people or towards other people because you are taking the focus off of yourself and looking at outside um, external factors, right? So you, so essentially we want to create boundaries that push you further inward, that create that inner connection within you. And that's the whole entire theme of this podcast video, right? Is to go inward and to look inward, to connect inward. Then you feel... If you have so much yellow tape placed around you, right? Caution, don't enter. Caution, don't enter. Don't enter from here. And um, it's just, then you create your own cage. Then you start to feel like I talked about, a caged animal where you feel trapped and you can't escape all of the yellow tape you, you put up to stop people from entering into your life, right? Um, I like to think of it as 
or these boundaries as contracts you make with yourself to shine your brightest because you are in touch with your needs. At that moment when you are in touch with your needs, then you know what you are capable of doing and what you are incapable of doing. You know yourself well. Otherwise, then you start to get drained. And I have a feeling that a lot of you understand what I'm talking about um, when I bring up the word drained, right? So it's about being self-indulgent rather than putting yourself last and giving people things while encasing yourself in a protective bubble and people enter your life, take what they need and or ask for what they need and you just give it so they can go away, right? Um, and I decided to share this because when I was first venturing down this road of spirit and finding and connecting with my love again, I always thought that I had to create a bubble around me to protect myself. I was still anxious and things were still not working out because I wasn't sharing the energy of love and light. I was sharing anxiety, anger, exhaustion, and stay away type of vibrations that, that I was sharing with the world. Thus, I learned that being of service isn't about keeping people away. It was about being self-indulgent, indulging in self first. Then my perception of others and life totally changed. I wasn't locked in a cage of fear anymore. In Sanaya Roman's book, Spiritual Growth, it reads, when you love and honor yourself more, you raise your vibration. As you love and accept yourself, extend the same feelings to others. This is how you can help others without being drained. It talks about how you can call on solar light to fill you up with love and how you can work with light. Other people will benefit in this specific act and you will be well taken care of. This is what I got out of that specific part of the book. So with that said, this powerful act of self-indulgence with light around you doesn't have to be used as a boundary, but viewed as a very loving gift for yourself and for others to be of service to this earth. So now that the Strip Down to Love podcast video has come to an end, I want you to take a deep breath in and out. Seal up all of that information you learned here about um, how it is to be of service and what it means. 
I want you to remember you are valued and you are an investment. Your success is important to me. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Trip Down to Love podcast video. Until next time.